0: Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Today, we will be covering part two of Susan Powell. For those of you that want a rundown
1: on the case, please listen to Susan Powell part one. We will not be giving you guys an overview of the details of the case in this episode.
0: Absolutely. This episode is going to be strictly about the boys and perhaps some questions surrounding Susan that we never got a chance to communicate about earlier. Well, I have so many questions
1: in relation to these boys. Now let's start from where these kids started to see their grandparents, aka Susan's parents.
0: Now, Susan's actually stepping forward with this one. She shows me she wanted her children to be with her family, obviously, more than anything, but she also did see this taking place and really tried her hardest to give her family signs. Not that the family would be able to oblige because it was in the legal system's hands, but the family automatically knew what to do. They knew that they had to take these kids from him or they wouldn't live to see another day like their mother.
1: Sadly, the court situation took way too long and also because he lost the court case and he was only going to be having supervised visits. It must have triggered something inside of him.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's been messing with my audio, my cell phone audio, the video audio. He's just messing with audio. So if you hear any crackling in this video when you're listening, let us know in the comment section because we are having one hell of a time. This guy is like really crying. Anyways, Susan shows me that he was already unhinged before she passed away. She also shows me that although he was never physical with the kids before she passed away, it's because they were not the main target. But as time progressed, he did become pretty violent towards the kids. Like, smashing things, banging things, breaking things. I don't think he actually like was physical with the kids, but he would do physical things around them which did scare them. And they had their own triggers from him as well. They were also his biggest trigger because he could see Susan within them.
1: Now, how about Josh's father, Steven? Was he abusive towards the boys at all?
0: I feel like he was just a heavy influence. I feel like he'd say things to the kids about women in general, basically telling the boys that they better do a better job than their dad did when it came to having a firm hand with their female counterpart. I wouldn't even be surprised if he showed the boys photos of female in lingerie. Basically, from what I got on that image is that he would tell the kids what the ideal woman would be. I see that these kinds of things took place before Susan's family was able to get their hands on the children.
1: I definitely get that feeling
0: he was also being a terrible parent. I feel like the family of Susan Powell was incredibly disturbed by what these children would share with them. But they had to tread lightly because they were afraid that if any information got back to Josh, he would hurt them. And that was the biggest concern. I wish the courts would have taken this case a little bit more seriously. I do understand that they
1: set up the supervised visits and the social worker did not anticipate this to happen. But maybe there should have been some middle ground, like maybe a meetup place in a local community like a park or a McDonald's.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. Regardless of the children running up and, you know, getting into the house and seeing their father even if they had taken the walking approach and let's just say that the social worker was able to get in there, I really believe that the social worker would have also been killed. The plan was that he was going to kill the children and anyone else who got in his way no matter what.
1: And the social workers, you know, they're just not equipped with dealing with that type of situation. It's not like they're, you know, carrying around guns or something when they go into these dangerous circumstances now when this person has no care for his own life or his children he's definitely not going to have care for a social worker
0: yeah honestly you're not wrong on that and I mean I think the social worker had her own angels kind of standing there but from what I gather this social worker was not prepared for this type of situation at all I do see that she was aware of the circumstances, but I don't see that she understood the type of danger that this man was capable. I don't think she was kind of informed of that. And she wouldn't have just walked in lightly and fluffy in that manner as she had planned to if she was prepared properly. Well, I have another question for you. Have you felt Josh at all through this experience? Oh, my God. Have I ever? I didn't really feel him too much when I first started to kind of write everything up. But when it came to the rest of the week, I did have some pretty intense moments with him. Now, he's pretty much saying no to everything I write down. So I would not be surprised if he continues to interfere with this episode. I do feel like Susan is such a strong spirit and she is not taking crap anymore And I see that she's confronted him with what took place with the children. Wow, well,
1: that's good. I'm glad she's finally gotten the opportunity to confront him.
0: Now, from what I see, she requested it. And because he can't hurt her, the kids anymore, he's stuck. Because he's scared that he's, you know, going to hell, and he will. He's one of those, you know, worst kinds of monsters. So he will feel all the pain that Susan and the kids feel. He's too much of a chicken shit to go through it at the moment. Oh, uh, he didn't like that. (laughs) I'm not afraid of him either. I actually see that he's afraid of a lot of things now. He pissed his pants a lot as a child, and he still did as an adult, pissed himself often. Anytime any trauma would happen, and Susan mentioned that to me as well. That's
1: pretty interesting. It's good that he is powerless now, but also not surprising that he is a chicken. I've noticed that a lot of evil people that turn into spirits that come across, they all have the same thing. They're all scared, scared of everything, dealing with the consequences.
0: Isn't it ironic? They can put all of their pain and trauma into their victims, but they cannot handle their own pain and trauma. Now, Susan shows me he often told her to be a woman and to take things like a woman. Be a man and take your punishment like a man. I mean, yeah, you're going to dish it. You got to take it. You know, you don't
1: like the heat stay out of the kitchen. But if you're going to hurt, you know, three people that you're supposed to
0: be protecting and loving, then you don't have a conscience. Now, from what Susan shows me, he is going to meet his maker sooner rather than later. In fact, it's like days away from happening which is probably why he's acting so erratically i'm not exactly sure why things take so long sometimes but there are reasons and they're beyond my comprehension to understand it but i can feel it because she's expressed it to me can you tell us a little bit more about what that means like you can feel it what does that mean i often reference this movie because they got so much of it correct But the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, do you remember when those demons from hell came to take away the soul that had done evil? Yeah, the dark shadow figures that have a chilling sound. Absolutely. Well, we have an expiration date of when we go and turn ourselves in and take those consequences. But if you decide to go against it, it's even worse and they will come for you and you will feel that wrath and really see what hell is truly all about. What I can feel is when they're coming. I've felt this before. I cannot feel it all the way. It almost feels like a really bad storm brewing. And you can smell it in the air. You can see darkness. You can feel the wind around you changing. And sometimes a little bit of like a burning sensation in the throat. It's kind of what it feels like. Well, I mean, honestly, he deserves it. I think the only thing that they will take into consideration when it comes to Josh is that his father was extremely abusive himself, and he basically told Josh his entire life that he was good for nothing. Even after Susan had died, he blamed Josh constantly for what took place and then often told Josh his kids are going to be pussies like he is. I really feel like his father is the biggest piece as to why Josh is so screwed up. I also feel like his father was a psychopath maker. I feel like Josh already had psychopathic tendencies, but I feel like his father really pushed him into the extra level. And I'm also being told by Susan that Stephen had done his own crimes and had killed people before for sport. That doesn't surprise me at all. Now,
1: let's go back to the kids. Charlie and Brayden. Now, Charlie was only seven years old and Brayden was only five. The boys had arrived for their first visit. This was a supervised visit by DSHS after Josh Powell had lost custody to the grandparents. And now Josh bludgeoned the boys with a hatchet and then killed them and then killed himself by dousing his home in gasoline and then setting it on fire creating an explosion.
0: <sighs> Charlie feels like he could have prevented it from happening because his little brother, Braden was still in that exciting stage to see his dad because he looked at his dad like a hero. And since mom wasn't around anymore, he was extra attached to his father. Now from what Charlie showed me, the last time that they had to see their father, he promised to take them on a long adventure And maybe even get to see mommy. Even Brayden had this core memory in his mind. And his dad's promise with seeing mommy. And I really believe that this is ultimately the reason the kids were so excited about spending time with dad. I even see that Josh told Brayden to keep it a secret. He also shows me that dad had said he was going to be buying something pretty significant as well.
1: It's kind of sad you know because of course the kids want to see their mother and we all know she's passed on so we're gonna go see your mommy would be kind of like indicating that he's going to you know take these poor kids lives but of course they definitely still want to have a relationship with their father because they're young and they don't understand you know what the
0: hell's going on they're
1: just too little
0: Charlie showed me that he didn't trust his father and he also has core memories of what his dad did to his mother throughout their relationship and also that day that they disposed of her body. I don't believe that Charlie thought he was capable of hurting his mom or his brother in any capacity. The grandparents always told Charlie to keep an eye on Braden. Well, now I have a question. So Josh contacted a few of his family members to
1: let them know that this was the end. Now, did any of them know beforehand
0: that this was what he was going to do? I am seeing that he was pretty cryptic when it came to communicating with his family members. He did send messages, but I also see that he did tell someone his plans. In fact, maybe a couple of people. I'm not feeling like he told his mother or his sister. But I do feel like there was a woman that had some kind of connection to him, felt like she was there to rescue him and, you know, take things on and take Susan's place, but basically had told him that she had believed he was innocent. And I'm feeling that this woman had written him a couple of letters and that's when they got in touch and communicated on the phone. I also feel like he had mentioned to her what he was being told to do. He said he had no choice, but to make sure that everyone in his family was back together. I feel like this guy confessed to this woman as well, telling her that he had killed her. I also feel like she still is wandering around. But because there was no significant proof, at least not that exists anymore... I am seeing that they also used to communicate chatting, perhaps on the internet. I do feel like they would talk in code. They would use verses out of the Bibles to communicate with each other. I also feel like he used to tell her that he worked for the government as well and that he had some sort of special agent clearance, although that's complete bullshit. I also feel like this woman is in love with him, still in love with him but she's a total like cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I am feeling like she also had some sort of heartwarming upbringing, but I'm feeling like she prays for him often. And I'm seeing that there may have been an association with the name Sally or Margaret or even both. It looks like this woman still to this day is married, definitely in a loveless marriage, two kids. I also believe that they're boys. I feel like she could have prevented all of this from happening and I see Josh informed her that he needed to like cleanse these children's souls of evil that was running through their veins by killing them and she agreed that that was the thing to do. I mean I know that not everyone associated with
1: religion has this sort of demeanor. A lot of them do though and a lot of them take their religion to like the extreme and they're pretty bad with it. I feel like they're Like basically saying it's okay to kill people and that's not okay.
0: Now, are they ever going to find this woman? I hope so. She might actually have like a private YouTube channel where she talks about her feelings, but she talks about it in like the third person. I feel like she may come forward and say something crazy like, josh powell talks to her and she doesn't blame him for his sins but i think she'll wait until her husband dies before she is letting all that craziness come out
1: well hint hint to all of our fbi people out there let's see if we can find this youtube channel right so what did we not see in the house that did take place
0: i know everything happened extremely quick but i do see that josh hit the children over the head obviously kids showed me that their heads were hurting and that did lead them to being unconscious now obviously about to die but i do see that josh was praying and i also see that charlie came to and was awake and he was looking at his father through this tragedy and looked him right in the eyes Charlie shows me that he asked his father why from a distance, and he didn't even know if the sound actually came out of his mouth or not. But apparently his father told him that they were going to go and be with mommy. That's so sick. Like, I couldn't even imagine
1: actually killing my own children. Like, what a selfish asshole.
0: It's even more than that. In his mind, he was already planning to do this. Even if he had received custody of his kids, let's say he would have done it one way or another. Now, maybe not right away, but he knew that he would lose his children and his visitations at some point because he knew he'd get found out. So he did it sooner. But why? Now, from what the kids and Susan show me is because the kids were a consistent reminder of Susan. And they would ask to be with her all the time, especially when they were alone with josh they had the secret and he was the only person that the kids could ask to go see her besides the grandfather but the kids had a really hard time talking to the grandfather which i don't blame dude is a serial creeper pervert well
1: i know that this is a given but some of our viewers would like to know how did the
0: kids and susan come about being together So, it's pretty standard for mothers and family members to come when kids die, regardless of how things happen. But when murder takes place, it is a little different. In this case, the spirit, Susan, knew before it happened that it was going to happen. And of course, you want to prevent it, but you can't. So, once the kids lost their lives, mom was there to guide them. And I see that Brayden passed first. He wanted to wait for his brother. He kept reaching out to him. Once Charlie passed, which was only a few moments later, they were able to go with their mom. I do see that Susan didn't want the kids to have any interaction with Josh, so she took them away really quickly. I'm also being told that Josh didn't really get the opportunity to see the kids after he had passed on. Susan had the advantage because she had already been dead for a while and knew what to do. Well, Good thing she was able to find them so quickly. Oh, yeah. And they are together and happy. And although they missed out on, you know, experiencing life together, they get to be together in the afterlife.
1: Well, one of our followers, Bob Bob, was wondering if she had ever seen any signs before any of this took place. And does she have any advice on relationships that were like hers and what she may have done
0: differently? These are all good questions. When it comes to signs, Susan says she didn't realize it at first for the first few years because she was in the honeymoon stage and she felt like it was meant to be. So she really did ignore a lot of the signs and behavior, including his rage and jealousy. She shows me that she had planned to leave him. She shows me that he had isolated her away from life. Now she wishes that she had opened up to her family. She says, always, always open up to your family. She and Crystal Rogers have actually both agreed that they both should have done that. She said, swallow your pride and get out of there one day while he's working or away. Any opportunity when he's not around. Now, she knows that he would have stopped at nothing to kill her because if she had support, she may have been able to get away sooner and thus him trying to get her, but at least there would be evidence of that. She says, tell people. She says she did put a tiny bit of money away, but it was really hard because he controlled all of the money. She said she did try to save money. And she also says, you know, reaching out to women's shelters or researching them and never ever biggest rule for her is tell anybody that has any sort of relationship with them. She feels like his mother and sister, although they cared for her, still attached to him and she did share some things with them at times and they did downplay it quite a bit. She also said anyone who tells you to go back, give them nothing. They will be easily manipulated by that abuser. I agree with all of that. Absolutely.
1: That is definitely some really good advice there, guys. And also just be careful. Do not
0: leave any breadcrumbs of anything you are doing
1: around for anyone to find.
0: Oh, yeah. And also turn off your phone location. Hell, if you can change your phone entirely. New email, new everything. Try and stay off social media. And maybe if you need, make a new profile and make it a fake name.
1: Well, we know that the grandparents fought really hard to get the kids away from this situation. So how do the kids feel about that?
0: They didn't realize it at all until after they died. Of course, you know, they learned because the grandparents were trying to protect these kids, you know. They didn't really want them to suffer more than they already had. They do appreciate their grandparents' efforts and they do want them to know that they didn't fail them. The system did. They also like being with mom again, and they feel like it's meant to be. Now,
1: Kay, one of our moderators on our group had mentioned something about the 911 operator
0: with the social worker and how they need to get fired. Oh, yeah. Now, this operator just told the social worker that this was not an urgent matter and that this line needed to be kept open for emergencies, refusing to get the police out there quickly. Super disgusting. I definitely think they need to get fired. Hopefully they did. I'm thinking they got fired. Now with Josh Powell's sister, she also received his bone-chilling voice call and also did end up calling the police. I believe Josh's sister and mother could have stepped forward. I feel like they made a lot of mistakes in that way. They should have stopped living in denial of what he was capable of before it was too late keep an eye on those kids more communicate with him more i definitely agree now
1: the family should have strongly urged josh or even defended susan's parents in the efforts to obtain custody uh, a little bit sooner
0: oh absolutely especially considering his mother josh's mother went through the same shit with her ex like you would think okay i know it's my son but mm, you know
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for connecting with the kids and Susan today.
0: Absolutely. There is one other thing I want to talk about really quickly. I do want to talk about it because we really haven't had the opportunity to do so because our episodes have all been long. But one of our exclusive episodes was in relation to Timothy Pitson. I was able to reconnect with this case a little bit more, channeling more, and I was able to determine that the family he's staying with is actually Amish. I feel like this was intentionally done and the best way for them to keep him hidden. I'm also seeing that obviously they're off grid, no contact with his father, and really that's kind of the direction his life went in, so it makes sense why his dad
1: can't find him anywhere. Definitely makes sense. Definitely something that we wanted to talk about with you guys. And I know living in an Amish town myself, one point in time, there is no phones, no Internet, no anything. Now they do sometimes listen to radios and stuff like that. So hopefully somehow they can maybe listen to this episode and Timothy can realize that there's something missing and maybe it's him.
0: I agree. I do feel like Timothy knows that his dad is out there and questions it, but then also panics about it. So, Timothy, if you are out there, it is okay to come forward and connect with your dad. He loves you and misses you very much. I also feel like the kids, the boys anyways, all like sneak electronics, you know?
1: Absolutely. Now next week, guys, we will be covering the first of our Halloween spooky season episodes and we will be covering the Skinwalker Ranch. I am really looking forward to this episode. It will be on the exclusive side. So please make sure to sign up and become a patron. We have some wonderful patron bonus giveaways going on right now, guys. So please also follow us on our Facebook group, which is Freaked Out Podcast we have all the step-by-step instructions to become a patron over there and if you're having any issues accessing the patron please also come to the technical group and we will try to help you out as much as possible until next time guys stay freaked out